This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Bulletin as we bring you the top sports stories centred around Liverpool FC here on the Blood Red channel. I'm Guy Clark and on Tuesday the 14th of July these are your top stories. Liverpool preparing for the visit to Arsenal with transfer hints dropped perhaps in training. Fresh from avoiding a two-year ban from the Champions League, Man City look to accelerate plans for a rebuild. Empty Anfield could be a thing of the past. We'll look into when fans could return. And Jurgen Klopp grants Wembley Heroes wish. Joining me to get stuck into all of those is our Blood Red writer, Matt Addison. Matt, we're into the penultimate week of the, the season now. Project Restart, the games as the cliche goes have been coming thick and fast. What have you made of it all? Yeah, it's uh, non-stop football, isn't it? I mean, it's it's enjoyable for, for anyone who, who enjoys sitting and, and watching a lot of football. But yeah, it is, it's getting to the extent almost where there's too much for me. There's there's just game after game after game. And you know, whilst I was working over the, the weekend, I think I watched three or four games back to back, which is probably a, a little bit too much. But look, it's, uh, it is it is how it is. There's, there's lots of football on TV and you know, it's not going to be the same next season. Not every match is going to be on TV, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, I suppose we have to sort of make the most of it for, for what's, rest, or what's left of, of this season, I should say. Yeah, it, as you say, it, it is one of those of actually you think you love football and then all of a sudden it is plastered wall to wall, back to back. And, uh, yeah, you do. I think you do find yourself at breaking points some way, some way down the line. Well, anyway, let's get into the main stories this morning then. And our first one to get our teeth stuck into is courtesy of our, our good colleagues on the Echo Sports Desk. And the training pictures then were released on Monday after the session prior to Wednesday's game at Arsenal. And there were maybe a couple of hints given away on what the club's transfer policy might be this coming summer. Or am I just reading too much into this one? No, quite quite possibly there there might be. I mean, first of all, um, the the player who's sort of been linked with a move away this week, Dan Lovren, he was there included as we uh, expected. Really, uh, we understand that he's going to be offered a new one year extension to his contract that was written into his contract. So he, you know, we we initially thought that his contract would run out next summer, but if Liverpool activate that clause, it will actually be twenty twenty two. That's not to say that he won't leave this summer. I think that's as much as anything, just to make sure that they get a little bit more of a transfer fee. There were some reports, obviously Zenit St. Petersburg, one of the teams who were interested. There were some reports in Russia that they thought they could maybe get him on a free transfer this summer, just because you know, Liverpool might want to, to get rid. Uh, he might only have a year left, but you know, as, as far as we're aware, that's certainly not the case. Liverpool would look for a transfer fee. And I suppose... You know, keeping him involved and, and, and possibly adding another year to his contract would only be a good thing for Liverpool in that regard, just in terms of trying to, to get as much out of him as possible. I don't think Jurgen Klopp will be in any rush whatsoever to get rid of Dan Lovren, but I suppose it's an, a sort of identical situation to, to last summer, really, and that if Lovren pushed for a move and, and decided that he wanted to move away, then Liverpool perhaps wouldn't stand in his way. Elsewhere, Jake Kane, Leighton Clarkson, Yasser Larucci and Paul Glatzel, they were all training. Uh, they have been for, for a number of months, so that's perhaps not a, a hint as to what might be to come. Uh, there has been sort of some suggestion that the fact that they were in training might uh, mean that they could get thrown in against Arsenal or, or maybe Chelsea or, or Newcastle before the end of this season, but 
you know, that's not completely out of the question. Um, you know, one of them might get some minutes, but, you know, they have been training at Melwood uh, with the likes of Curtis Jones and Nico Williams and, and players like that for, for some time now. That's that's nothing new. Um, Zerdan Shakiri, uh, he was back training as he has been. Obviously, the last time we saw him in competitive action, I think, was back in January. Even then, he only came on for a couple of minutes. His last start was against Everton in December. So it's a, an interesting time for him. If we don't see him between now and the end of the season, maybe that could suggest that he'll get sold. Who knows? Um, but if he was to get sold, would Liverpool necessarily go out into the transfer market and, and buy a replacement? I'm not sure they would because you know you, you look at how little he's played this season. There is an argument, of course, that you want to, to reinvest whatever money you could get for him. But at the same time, he's played so little minutes this season, you almost don't need to replace him. One man who can, of course, move into that front line as well is, is Curtis Jones. He was was missing from training. Uh, no, no pictures of him whatsoever. Uh, but I wouldn't be too concerned with that. I think it's probably just managing his fitness, of course. Made his first Premier League start against Burnley. Uh, there's a good chance that that Liverpool just gave him a, a little bit extra break because, of course, he, he wouldn't have been used to the kind of uh, exertions, of, of you, if you like, of a uh, top-flight football. So, yeah, again, no Curtis Jones, but it's nothing too much to worry about, I don't think. And, yeah, just uh, looking at those training picks, in terms of transfer hints, quite quite possible that the, there was a couple of hints, but but certainly nothing more than that. Yeah, Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst on the uh, the Echo website's written a piece as well, centred around Shakiri and how he's been on the bench in the the last two home games against Aston Villa and Burnley, and perhaps comparing it to the situation Adam Lallana finds himself in with Jurgen Klopp saying that he wouldn't play him unless absolutely necessary. Of course, Shakiri was attracting interest from Roma and Sevilla during the January transfer window. Well, anyway, yesterday's news agenda, of course, was dominated by the news that Manchester City's two-year Champions League ban was overturned. And now the Mirror, Matt, are reporting that City want to press ahead with the rebuild they've been planning. But first of all, they need to tie down Pep Guardiola. Yeah, Pep Guardiola in his final year of his contract at Manchester City now, but as expected, really, uh, he will be offered a new deal, as the Mirror suggests. Um, I think that's obviously hugely important for City and it's probably something that, that comes off the back of that decision, whether he would have extended had they not been in Champions League football for, for the next couple of seasons. Who knows? I suppose you could say very, very similar things for their top players as well. We discussed the likes of Raheem Sterling you know, being linked with Real Madrid and, and places like that. We discussed Kevin De Bruyne you know, at his age, having not won the Champions League yet. Supposing he could, of course, win it this season with City, but you know, up to now he he hasn't won it. Would he have been happy? No, I don't think he would. So could he have moved? Like possibly, but of course that is is no longer the case. And I suppose Pep Guardiola is an excellent manager, one of if not the best in the world. And yeah, it looks like he'll be given a new deal already on twenty million pounds per year. So you know, if he gets uh, an improvement to that, he'll be doing very very well for himself indeed. And. Just a, a quick sort of side note on on this story. Uh, Sam Cunningham in the eye was was sort of talking yesterday about uh, the Cass appeal. Obviously, that is done, and, and we know that UEFA are not going to be able to ban City as they initially wanted to. But he says that uh, the the Cass appeal really was was based on City getting off almost on a technicality over 
UEFA's own regulations that they can only look back over a five-year period. They can't look back at, at any offence that took place before that. So the Premier League, uh, apparently, according to, to the eye, they don't have that rule. So they could still continue to investigate Manchester City. So whether they will do that, given what Cass have uh, sort of produced yesterday, uh, and if they did, you know, what sort of sanctions they could impose, I'm not too sure. But I suppose it's just a, an interesting side note. And I suppose it, it sort of reiterates the point, really, that as we said yesterday, reacting with that breaking news video on, on City's uh, appeal being successful, this is far from the end of, of what we're going to hear from this. And I think, you know, the, the fallout has just begun, really. I think long term, obviously, City will, will be pleased, but UEFA certainly won't be. Um, other Premier League teams probably won't be either. I suppose City will have allies in the likes of Real Madrid or, or PSG who will want to spend uh, bigger game. But as I say, I, I don't think this will be the last of it. And potentially, according to Sam Cunningham in the eye, the Premier League could still investigate City themselves. So, yeah, the, the, there could still be more news to come over the next few months. Yeah, interesting development, that one. We'll keep an eye on it and on Guardiola. Well, £20 million a year, not bad money if you can get it, I suppose, Matt. Just a fraction of what we're on here on the, the Morning Bulletin podcast. Anyway, coming up, we've got news on just when fans could return to Anfield. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. So I teased it there, Matt. A story I woke up to this morning and read and immediately I was bouncing off the walls in excitement and that is that the, the Mail are reporting Anfield may lay empty no more. Well, not instantly it won't, but talks are ongoing as to when fans could return to stadiums. Yes, it appears, uh, according to the Mail, that advanced talks, as you say, are underway. Potentially partial uh, filling of stadia across the country by September. Supporters groups uh, being consulted, so I would imagine people like uh, Spirit of Shankly and, and those sorts of people will be involved in those discussions, if not now, then certainly in the future. And as you say, it will be very, very interesting indeed. There are a number of key issues, though, to, to get into. First and foremost, I suppose the obvious one is is who gets in, depending on what percentage of uh, you know people are, are allowed into the stadium. That will depend then on, on you know, who will be allowed in first? You'd imagine that season ticket holders will be the ones who are allowed in first. Uh, I think Liverpool really have a, a very high, I think the even the highest percentage of season ticket holders um, in the Premier League. Not too sure on that, but they, they certainly have a significant number. But, uh, you know, whether they will be the ones who, who go in first, whether it will go straight on to, you know, maybe fan card holders and, and people like that, who knows whether it'll just be a ballot, maybe it could be completely I have absolutely no idea how that would work. So I suppose that is a key issue to get over. And another couple of bits too, uh, the mail suggests that fans might not be having uh, details about their health, which I suppose is, is a perfectly reasonable thing. It's not something I'd thought about yet, but yeah, I suppose if, if fans are going to be allowed back in, they're going to have to be almost tracked to make sure that, you know, any coronavirus cases are are limited and, and that sort of thing. Um, and the other issue, of course, is how people get there because at the moment we still have limits on public transport. You're only allowed to, to sit on certain seats on a bus, for example, if you're going to get thousands and, and thousands of people heading down to Anfield. Is it going to be possible for, for that to be the case? 
um, given public transport and that sort of thing, who knows? So plenty of, of issues to get over before September, but certainly the, the, the talk of September, as you say, is, is very exciting because it's, it's not that far away. And I think that the Premier League are, are in, sort of aiming to, to start the new season uh, either at the end of August or, or quite possibly one of the first couple of weekends in September. So, yeah, if we could get fans partially back in stadiums by the, the first weekend of, of the next Premier League season, certainly that would be uh, the preferred option for everyone. I suppose, you know, as much as we, we sort of talk about that from a fan's perspective and wanting to get people back into the stadium for those reasons, you know, for, for some football clubs, this could be, you know, the difference between life and death almost in terms of the finances. People will need to go back to stadiums as soon as possible. So, yeah, as I say, supporters groups being consulted, but I'm sure they will push ahead and, and suggest that this should happen. And fingers crossed it can, because as I say, the, the sort of livelihoods of, of some uh, clubs up and down the country, not necessarily Liverpool, but, but other clubs around the country and in different leagues, they desperately are in need of, of fans coming back. Yeah, even if you think just down the road, a club like Tramir Rovers would certainly benefit from fans coming back. And I suppose if it's that September date, Matt, it will be more than six months since Liverpool obviously played Bournemouth, I think, in the last Premier League game that had fans in. And yeah, it, it is a, a long, long time for fans to have been away. And hopefully when it's safe and right to do so, they can return. And hopefully that'll be in September. Well, our final story this morning then comes again from our colleagues on the Echo Sports Desk. And, uh, well, it's just a brilliant feel-good one. Uh, I'm not going to really explain too much about this one, Matt. Instead, I've got the clip from Twitter here, which I think says it all. Post-match interviews, but Hendo, or my players, told me that you want to get autographs like this. Baba said, hit me up on WhatsApp. But he couldn't get in contact with me on WhatsApp. Here we go. Congratulations. Pretty sure you were all life, at least a championship player. And now, finally, you are there. Well done. Great, great victory. You're a legend. We did it. I told you, hit me up on WhatsApp. We celebrate together. Boom. You'll never walk alone. Bits mode. Jurgen Klopp there with a congratulatory message for Wickham Wanderers striker Adibayo Akinfenwa after they won the Skybet League One playoff final against Oxford. And Matt, I have to say, I'm, I'm speechless with the way in which Jurgen Klopp time and time again just seems to deliver. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant, isn't it? It's a story that we've got on our website. The Mirror have also picked up on it. And you know, it's just a, a brilliant example, really, of, of Jurgen Klopp's human side and, and that sort of thing. I mean, he's obviously had plenty to, to celebrate himself in, in recent months. And yeah, as you could see from that video, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Wickham Wanderers, of course, beat Oxford United 2-1 at Wembley last night uh, into the championship for the first time in the club's history. Two Liverpool players on the, the losing side, Cameron Brannigan started that game. Ben Woodburn, of course, on loan with Carl Robinson's team uh, for this season. Uh, he came off the bench 
Um, but for, yeah, for, for those two players with Liverpool links, it, it wasn't the best night, but I'm cer- certain for, for Adebayo, I can friend where it was one of the, the best nights of his life. Obviously, got promoted with Wickham. He's a championship player for the first time and a huge, obviously, uh, occasion in that sense. But, you know, he, he sort of said in his post-match interview, the only person who can WhatsApp me tonight is if you open Klopp so we can celebrate together. Jordan Henderson, as, as he says, uh, told Klopp to, to send a video of congratulations. And, and that's exactly what we just heard. So a fantastic story. And, and Akin Fenwick says, you know, I think it, even in that video, he says today can't get any better. And I suppose it, it, it's such a, a good feel, good story. And, you know, obviously Akin Fenwick is kind of a famous Liverpool fan. Uh, he's, he's someone who, you know, has supported Liverpool for, for a long time. So, even though he is a footballer and I'm sure, I mean, he's played against Liverpool in, in the past, but I'm sure that would have been you know, an amazing thing for, for him to get a video message from Jurgen Klopp. It, it's something that plenty of Liverpool fans would be absolutely delighted with. So, yeah, fantastic story. Well done to, to Adebayo Akinfenwa and his Wickham teammates. But, yeah, I think you, you also have to, to point out that, that Brannigan and Woodburn, it, it wasn't the best night for them, but... Uh, yeah, it's been an excellent season for Oxford and you'd imagine they'll be there or thereabouts next season as well. So fingers crossed next year they can go up as well. Yeah, it would be nice to see. And on Akin Fenner, he's, he's a man who after Liverpool won their first Premier League title, of course, rocked up to effectively playoff preparations in a Liverpool shirt. I remember he put a video on saying, I've paid the gaffer already, I've paid my fine. And he sat there doing his uh, work on in the training ground. I think they were watching videos, a bit of video analysis. He was sat there in a Liverpool shirt. Brilliant to see that players are able to to show at the end of the day their supporters as well. And as you say, Matt, congratulations to, to Wickham Wanderers and commiserations to Oxford United. Well, those are your headlines here this morning on the Blood Red channel. Before we go, on this day five years ago, Raheem Sterling was granted his wish to leave Liverpool in a £49 million deal as he, of course, joined Manchester City. Joe Rimmer's penned a piece looking back on the deal and the events that have transpired since. Certainly worth giving it a read on the Echo website. Well, Analyzing Anfield will be with you this afternoon here on Blood Red before Matt and I return on Wednesday morning with a special Behind Enemy Lines podcast ahead of the Reds' visit to the Emirates. So that's all for now, though. Enjoy your day. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.